occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 66. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this wonderful spring day. It is spring now, everybody. Yeah. I'm hyped. We had this last... Actually, we already talked about this. We did this last week. Did we? I feel like we did because I feel like I talked about baby animal. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. It's spring, the birds are calling, the flat below us is catching a light, and the one next to us is just drilled into our kitchen. We need to move. We're looking at houses currently. We are. Yesterday we went to a hotel because the there was a fire in the building. There was, yeah. Right below us felt the floor get warm. Our house filled up with smoke. It was all joyous. Honestly, it was quite thrilling. It wasn't. And I had a panic attack, but then we went to a nice travel lodge. We did, for the low, low price of £30. But... Not even that, 28 Ooh, that's a steal. And that then we free Kit Kats as well. Yeah, well, and hot chocolates. Included in the price. Yeah. And milk, which I couldn't drink because I'm allergic. But enough about us having the worst week ever. What are you covering today, Kate? This week, I am going to be telling you about the Bunny Man, which is definitely not a sweet and springy as the name Easter theme thank you no it's not spring theme no please no I love bunnies (laughs) what are you talking about Charlie no face well but first from deadline.com and strange news this week Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be the one to protect us from aliens yeah I can see that you don't have to elaborate I agree next a recent poll from blaze tv asked the public who they would put their trust in to help them from, like, impending doom from aliens. Joe Biden came in last place. Other people in the list were uh, David Attenborough, Donald Trump, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, Gillian Anderson, and Will Smith came in second place. I'm trusting Gillian Anderson with my life, my wife, my kids, everything. You are not married. No. Like, someone tell Gillian. (laughs) (laughs) But Arnold made it in first place. I can see that. If he looked me dead in the eyes, it's an apocalypse, and he's like, I'll be back. I'd be like, yes, you will. This yeah. is not a horror movie line. You will be back. And while it's worrying people put their faith in celebrities more than politicians, not that I disagree, Arnie did make a nice tweet that read, I want to thank the people for putting their faith in me. I am ready to serve. God bless that man. He's going to protect us. He's going to punch an alien. He's going to punch it right in the fucking face. <laughs> I'm hyped for it. I'm going to film it. It'll be on the show. <laughs> yeah. We'll interview the alien. And next week, we've got the alien that Arnold Schwarzenegger punched in the face. I wish. Okay. Dream guest. When people say, who's your dream guest? Oh, that's mine. My dream guest is the Loch Ness Monster. Didn't we make a joke that she'd been on before? Yeah. I think I did a Loch Ness Monster impression, but honestly, when we record an episode, I forget that we did it and I move on. Yeah, me too. I can't believe we're on episode 66. It feels like episode four. I block it out of my head. I pretend it didn't happen. It's like trauma. (laughs) People, when they listen back to the episodes, they message us and say like, I love when you said this. And I'm like, I said that? Yeah, it's like I got a message the other day and it was like, punch him right in his big clown face or something. And I was like, literally, what does that mean? Like, that sounds like a threat. Are you threatening me? I look, <laughs> I read the message and I'm like, which one of us dumbasses 
said that. It's always you. To like 500 people. It's always me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Okay. I see the opportunity and I crack the joke. <laughs> so my sources this week are Wikipedia, scientificmystery.com, creepypasta.fandom.com, weirdus.com, mysteriousuniverse.com, urbanlegendsonline.com, washingtonian.com, and a YouTube video from Scare Theatre. Nice. You thought you could outdo me last week on the sources? Well, here I am. I've got like four this week. <laughs> ah, there she is. Good old Abby. So the Bunny Man is an urban legend based in and around Fairfax County, which is in Virginia. Most notably around the Bunny Man Bridge, otherwise known as the Colchester Overpass. Obviously, like every other urban legend, there are alternative versions of the story, so I'll give you the few that I stumbled upon. Please do. So this one was written by Timothy C. Forbes back in the 90s, I believe, on castleofspirits.com. In this story, there was an insane asylum, which is an old term for a psychiatric hospital, in Fairfax's woods in 1905. It was subsequently shut down by the locals, and the residents of the asylum were put into a bus headed to Lawton Prison, which is about a 20-minute drive away. Although this should have been an easy transport, somewhere along the way the bus swerved and crashed, freeing ten prisoners inside. The police reacted quickly, but could only round nine of them up, leaving Douglas J. Griffin on the loose. Douglas was incarcerated because he'd murdered his family and children on Easter Sunday. Oh, splendid. Why did you punch your microphone for? I was shocked. Oh, splendid! Slam, slam! <laughs> I was truly just shocked. I also love that you said splendid, like your Mary Poppins. I know. I can't explain why I said that to you. Just please pretend that it didn't happen. I'll forget about it in five minutes. (laughs) So, since he was a pretty big risk to have out in the world, the police kept searching for him. What they found instead, throughout the woods, were hundreds of skinned and half-eaten bunnies. No! Some of which were found hanging from Bunny Man Bridge. After months of searching, police stumbled upon a body. The body was Marcus Wolster, and it had been gutted in exactly the same way the bunnies had been. Eventually, the police found Douglas and chased after him, and he evaded them, but stumbled onto the train tracks and was hit by a train. Oh my god. Killing him instantly. Although, not too long after, the police heard laughter in the distance. Ooh. Now, if you go to Bunnyman Bridge, you'll be caught and hanged too. I don't want to be. Well, don't go there then. All right. Cool. Seems like a pretty easy thing to avoid. So in some versions, Marcus Walster, the dead body, was another inmate, but in others, he was just a random civilian, so. Oh, so he's called Bunny Man because he kills the bunnies. Yes. Well, in that one, yeah. But in general, Bunny Man is like in a bunny suit. Yeah, Yeah, I was kind of expecting like a man that looks like a bunny. Well, I think in that sort of rendition, it's like he's wearing like the skins of bunnies. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. He's quite literally bunny man. But as the tail sort of grown, he's now just in like a scary bunny suit. All bunny suits are scary. There are more scary bunny suits than you would think. Because when I was looking up all of this bunny man information... I fear bunny suits. They are scary. Like, not even the big ones. I mean, the big ones are scary. The ones that look like Five Nights at Freddy's. They're scary. But 
there are actually some horrifying bunny suits, like with scary faces and like big teeth and stuff. If you are over 15 and you wear a bunny suit, it's terrifying. Babies and kids in bunny suits, cute, endearing, it's springtime. Why over 15? Why have you put like a puberty cap on it? Well, because... <laughs> 14 and a half, fine. I was going to say 12. And then I was like, if if I had a 13-year-old kid and they wore a bunny suit, I'd be like, that's kind of sweet. I'd be a bit freaked out. 14, I'd be like... I'd be like, mm, I'd be like put your jeans on. You're getting a bit old for the bunny suit. 15... You are outgrowing that bunny suit. It's the last year you can wear the bunny suit. You can't wear the bunny suit after this because it's going to be weird. 16, you've got a problem. Because but it's my birthday tomorrow, 16-year-olds don't want to wear bunny suits. Unless they do. In which case, your whole argument is just invalid. What would you ca- when would you cap the bunny suit? Birth. Babies in bunny suits. If you can come be out sweet. born in a bunny suit, you're fine. Any time after that, yuck. You're a sicko. <laughs> no, kids are fine, but I feel like as as soon as they start, sort of maybe I don't know, getting on a bit in school. Like as you go to juniors, it's gonna be a bit weird. I want people to clip that out of context. Which? Kids are fine, but when they go to juniors, it's a bit weird. Kids, I mean, it's true for kids. <laughs> anyway, there are some scary bunny suits, and I don't understand who had a big fear of bunnies to make those scary bunny suits. So, unfortunately for the telling of this story, there has never been an asylum within Fairfax. And if there had been, there's no court records of a Douglas J. Griffin or a Marcus Wolster. So that's a bit of a spanner in the works. Oh. Also, were there buses in 1904? Why would there not be buses in 1904? Oh, see, I have no idea about history, and here's why. As soon as the 1900s comes along, 50s onwards, I feel like I know about. Early, early, early 1900s, were there buses? Buses came around in like the 1820s. Were there cars? In, in what year? 1904. Cars? Um, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, buses weren't really a thing until after cars were probably a thing. Mm. When were horses out? What are you talking about? Well, you know, like, people used to ride coach and trap, didn't they? When was that? Like, the Victorian times? When was that? Look, Kate, I get most of my history, if I'm not researching it, from Red Dead Redemption. And I don't think I'm qualified to talk to you about cars on the spot right now and when they were invented. Okay. Because I think I'm wrong about everything and I, I need to rethink. <laughs> I need to look up when buses were made so I don't sound like an idiot. Okay. Okay, so I sound like an idiot. Buses were first around in the 1820s. I just said that. So, anyway, but to make me sound less stupid, that prison that I mentioned wasn't there then. It's probably not the same buses that we have now, though, because I don't think that, like, automobiles were really a thing. They well, had, like, see, trams and stuff. I forgot about the buses where, like, you could hop on, on the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see in the old movies where they're like, wait, Stella, and they, like, run down the I've street. I've always wanted to do that. Right? You would miss. I'm not very quick. You are not. You are desperately slow. All right, you don't need to tell that everyone. Tell everyone that. So, there are a couple of spanners in the works of this story. Please don't, don't bring up bus history. I don't want it. I don't want to hear it this I'm week, guys. <laughs> Additionally, there are versions that have completely different endings, like the following one posted by M Mandator on creepypasta.fandom.com. 
So instead of the police finding Douglas in this story and him dying, months had gone by since the beginning of the search and he's still on the loose. So they just gave up. The buses in the 1820s were horse-drawn. Oh my god, leave the buses alone. I'm telling you. They didn't you, have like cars till like the night like early 1900s. I'm telling you straight fact. Sorry. Listen. <laughs> Did you hear any of that? No. I hate you. Just keep going. Okay, so the man is still on the loose in this version. Yeah. yeah. And the police have just given up. Okay. He's been gone for months. They can't be asked. They're tired. Fair enough. They've got other things to do. We've all got different priorities. So they thought that no one could survive in the wild for so long with no aid. Especially on a diet of seemingly just bunnies. See, that does seem like a way to get scurvy. It does. Right. Plus, bunnies had stopped turning up half-eaten and gutted. So everyone was like, cool, he's dead. Let's just carry on with small town life. Then came October. And the bunnies started reappearing once again. And local teens had gone around to Bunny Man Bridge because it was Halloween. That's a mistake, children. They were there for the thrill of it. By midnight, only three of them remained. Oh, no. The next morning, their bodies were found killed in the same way Marcus had been, gutted and hanged. No one could find the Bunny Man, though. I feel like I'm at a campfire right now. I'll do the campfire noises. I keep like trying not to speak so that it doesn't take you out of it. But like I'm kinda I wanna But I want this to be about me. <laughs> okay, you speak and I'll do that. You are so off putting. So yeah, they died. Then the next year, nineteen oh six, Halloween came around again, as it always does, and seven were by the bridge. With one, Adrian Hatala remaining a distance from the bridge, just in case something bad happened again. She was like, no, hun, I'm not there for it. You guys can go under that bridge. I want to hang out with you because you're my friends, but I do not want to be liable. Smart girl. At midnight, Adrian saw a dim light going across the railroad track and then disappearing. Next, a bridge flash of light occurred, like under the bridge where the people were. Accompanied with screaming. A few moments later, Adrian saw the bodies of the six others hanging from the bridge and gutted, the same as the year before. Adrian was locked up for the murders. No! Yeah, and apparently died in 1953 of shock. She was framed, it was the bunny man. In 1913, the same happened on Halloween night, with nine teenagers. Then again in 43 with six teens and again in 76 with three. Oh my god. Since then, there's only been one more incident, in 1987. Janet Charlettier, I think. It could be Charlottea. It's probably not. (laughs) Went out with four friends on Halloween, getting to the bridge by about 11, so that they could all see for themselves if the legend was true. Stop going to this bridge, please. So Janet gets there and she's getting more freaked out the closer it gets to midnight, obviously, because she's like, "Mm, I don't know, we've been scaring each other this whole time, jumping out of bushes and stuff, and now I'm really having a panic attack. So as midnight hits, she's halfway out from under the bridge. At this moment, she sees that the skin on her chest is tearing away, but nothing is touching it. She manages to leave the bridge 
but hits a hanging body and knocks herself out. She survived and has apparently been seen sitting on her balcony every morning, staring towards the bridge. Wow. Again, this is just an urban legend, so there is no proof of any of these deaths. And I feel like there definitely would be if this many people had died. Probably, yeah. Equally, I'm not sure that the police just completely give up on manhunts. I'm not sure that's a thing. Especially if people keep dying. Yeah. With the same MO. You'd think, right? Mm, So if all of this is true, I've got some serious questions for Fairfax police. Finally, and the shortest version of the story, is that the bunny man was a teenage boy who put on a bunny costume one day, murdered his entire family, and then went and hung himself on the bunny man bridge. Oh, it's hanged, isn't it, if it's a person? Regardless, that's that version. It's not really, I guess, the favoured one for the urban legend, but his ghost continues his murderous ways, killing anyone who gets too close. Again, no proof this actually happened. (laughs) Sorry, I felt like I'm being so cynical. Disclaimer. It's fake. But all of the Bunny Man stories are really well written and super creepy. And you can see the general formula of the Bunny Man stays the same. It's a guy dressed in a bunny suit who kills people, preferably younger people, and enjoys being a bit theatrical about it. And the bridge is important in all of them. Because of all these stories, although you can visit the Bunny Man Bridge, there is a sign-up, apparently, saying that the area is under video surveillance, presumably because of all of the people that go there to scare the shit out of everyone else. Fair enough. I know I've been pretty cynical on this one, but there could be a real-life basis of the Bunny Man in Fairfax after all. Oh, hit me with it. So, we're in actual real life now. There was it's a- really confusing doing these ones. I'm like, where's the switch? I know. Yeah. All of that story. This, real life. There was a police report filed back on October 18th, 1970 by Robert Bennett, who was an Air Force Academy cadet on leave to visit his uncle with his fiance, who is unnamed in literally every article. They were parked in a field and were sat in the front seats with the motor running. So everyone's like... They were making out. Possibly. This is not mentioned in the newspapers. I just want to let you know, I searched long and hard for that. Why? Because I wanted to know. She you wants know? the juicy I'm details. I'm nosy. Yeah, you, you are nosy. You think they I could have just been having a chat. You think I was a barmaid for that long <laughs> without getting deeply involved in people's gossip? <laughs> Loser. They both noticed something move past the rear window of the car. And as they went to look... The passenger window was smashed in. Robert turned the car around as the man outside was screaming at them for trespassing. The couple drove away and went straight to the police. In his statement, Robert described the man as wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. His fiancée said that this wasn't the case and she thought it was more like a KKK outfit. Upon inspection of their car, a hatchet was found on the floor. That's terrifying. Having been dropped by the man. He wasn't found. Ooh. Eleven days later, on the 29th of October 1970, another sighting occurred. Paul Phillips was a construction security guard, and he saw a man standing on the porch of one of the construction site's unfinished homes. 
As he got nearer, he saw that the man was about 20 years old, wearing a bunny costume, so way past what you would deem as normal. Oh yeah, that's freaky. Additionally, he had an axe. That's way worse. The man noticed Paul and started chopping at the porch, saying, You are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. Again, once this was reported to police, it was eventually also dropped for, I think, a lack of evidence. In the few weeks following this, more than 50 other people made police reports about a bunny man, but to no avail. The Washington Post also did an article claiming that the bunny man had eaten a man's cat. Oh my god. However, the police never found enough evidence on any claims. So who knows? The bunny man may be real, and still roaming about Fairfax to this day. That's spooky. Yeah, it is. I hate the idea of a bunny costume, it really sends me the wrong way. Well, just in general. Yeah, um, as I said, if you're over 15, take it off. <laughs> take that off. I'm going to have a costume party for my next birthday. The theme is bunnies. But if anyone actually shows up in a bunny costume, we're not being friends. It's a test. I'm kicking you out right now. It's if you think it's test. appropriate for someone my age to dress in a bunny outfit, you've got a big storm coming. Come on. You really tried with the comeback there. I did. But you want to do the scare scale? Hell yeah, I do. How scary do you think the legend of the bunny man is? Honestly, bunny costume, solid five. Oh, she says, I'm not having that. I can't stand it. Please do not remind me of small woodland creatures. Yeah, bunnies are sweet animals. We do not need to wear their skin and pretend that it's cute. I know it's not really that. I know it's a big fake <laughs> Stop bunny. Digging. Stop digging. But it, uh, it freaks me out. It freaks me out. I don't like it. How dangerous. Two. Two. You don't believe it? Mm, I don't know. I think the rumours might have been true, but I think right now it's not really a danger. But I still wouldn't go, so maybe it's more than a two. Is it? I need to know. <laughs> Can I just leave it as a mystery? No, I'm going to fill in the scale. Okay, uh, three. three. I hate that you always change this every week. You're like, mm, I think it's a one. Mm. Never mind, it's five. <laughs> How likely do you think that the bunny man exists? One. Oh, she hates you, bunny man. She I thinks you're lame. You. What other ideas do you have then if it's not the bunny man? It could be the bunny man. My what? other idea is that it's not the bunny man and it's an urban legend. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> Look, it's real or it's not. Just like a tall tale, like a campfire tale. Yeah, like to scare people, to tell around Halloween, to keep people away from going to this bridge because it's in the middle of nowhere. Maybe it is. I mean, it did the polar opposite. Yeah. But things do that. It's like... I, I'm struggling to think of any example right now. But you know when you tell your kids, like, you should never go here. And then when they get to a teenage age and they start getting rebellious, they're like, I'm going to do it. Not only that, though, it's like when you tell your kids, like, I mean, I don't have kids, so... I'm not really an expert, but from experience I've had with my nieces, if you tell them, don't touch that, it's hot, they're like, really? Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, idiot. I get that. Yeah. And I'm in my early 20s. <laughs> so it's like that, I guess. Except like, don't go looking for the bunny man. I'm going to look for the bunny man. I'm going to hunt him down, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you just think it's either the bunny man, a campfire tale, or a story to keep people away. Yeah. Cool. You have any other ideas? 
I don't know, I always try and find one where I'm like, oh, it's one of those fables. I don't think fables is the word I'm looking for. Where it's like, to sort of tell you a story, to like, avoid strangers, you know, but I can't even think of one. It's a bunny. Maybe it was made by someone who had a phobia of bunnies. It was me, I made it. You love bunnies. Oh, I love bunnies and their little sweet little noses. Now imagine that, but with a knife. Oh, no, it would still be cute. <laughs> you would die. Unless it was 16 years old. It's 20 years old. Yeah, no, I can't do that. I'm running. Well, if you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you want to support us financially and be part of our super secret little club, get some extra content, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Over on Patreon, we've got video stuff for you so you can see our beautiful faces while we chat bollocks at you once a month for a good time. We've also got behind the scenes stuff. We've got little polls. You guys can communicate with each other and have a nice time. Also, you can go over to Myths Magic. Are you serious? Yeah. It's MythsMagicAndMurder.com. It's the easiest wow. domain. I've been doing this too long. Not long enough. Also, you can head over to mythsmagicandmurder.com if you want to check out our beautiful website that Abby handcrafted herself. And over on there, we've got requests if you want us to cover something, or we've got little submissions if you want to tell us something scary that's happened to you. And if you don't want to go on the website, but want to tell us your haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. You can also grab merch from the website, and there's a spring sale on until Easter. Oh my god. 20% off with, I think the code is spring sale. Okay, good. Not good. very creative. Um, it'll, be on, it'll be on social media in like a week. But early access. Woohoo. Maybe I just shouldn't have mentioned that. Too late now. Well, here we are. Here we are. Fuck it. Okay. It's spring. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the next story? I don't know. We could have a nice chat. How you been? Oh, honestly, the flat was on fire below us yesterday, so yeah. that was a bit scary. All right, maybe we shouldn't just have a chat. Go on. I ate a potato for dinner. <laughs> Please tell me your horrifying story. Okay, well, it was kind of dirty, so I had to give it like a scrub and then... I put beans on it. No, not about the potato. Oh. I hate your sense of humour. Today I'm going to be talking about the urban legend Charlie No-Face, or the Green Man, and how it ended up being real. Oh my god, that reminds me so heavily of the Green Giant. You know, the one that's like, ho, ho, ho. Green Giant. Man. Yeah. Sources are Thrillist.com, Wikipedia, UrbanLegends.Fandom.com, and WickedHorror.com. Lame. You may be familiar with the legend of Charlie No-Face or the Green Man if you're from Western Pennsylvania, because it's thought to be the most well-known local legend of the area. He's also sometimes referred to as the Monster of Beaver County. But if you're not familiar, like we are not from Pennsylvania, then let me give you some details. Oh, I'm not, no. Yikes, that's lame. I am from Beaver County itself. Stop lying to the people. Hmm? The legend goes that a terrifying man with no face can be seen at night lurking by the side of the highways and smoking a cigarette. What a cool guy. What is left of his face is very badly damaged, and he smokes his cigarettes. As he smokes his cigarettes, he blows the smoke out of the holes in his cheeks. Many say that he got this from being burned alive or struck by lightning, or even that he's a lost spirit wandering the highways for all eternity. Mm. There's also a variation that he glows green at night, which is the green man part because he may have had a horrible accident at the local power plant. Like a glow stick. I guess, yeah. Fun at parties. 
You don't want to be his chiropractor. Many people... <laughs> that was the shittest joke. <laughs> Many people have tried to find Charlie because he's thought to wander out onto State Route 351 and in front of a Piney Fork Tunnel, I think it's called. Yeah, it is. Oh, because you're from there? Yeah. Pennsylvania represent. Which is sometimes known locally as the Green Man Tunnel. For many people, and for many years, the story of Charlie No-Face was thought to be an urban legend. And, you know, you'd tell it to your friends around the campfire, to your kids to stop them wandering out at night. Do you have, like, a scary go-to like that? Like, if you're at, like, a fire or something? I don't know how often you, you go to those. I love campfires, but normally I just sing. Because I'm sweet. I hate... That's wholesome. What are you saying? Oh, oh you know, um, what's that camel one? Something the camel has. Two humps. <laughs> don't, I don't know. You don't know it? Alice. Alice, the camel has two humps, and then you all bump into each other. No, I That's don't. That's a good one. Or that one about that moose drinking juice. There was a crazy moose, and he drank a lot of juice. That's a good one also. Um, but if I'm going to tell a scary story, let's bring it down a sec. If I'm going to tell a scary story... I would probably do Humans Look too. That's a scary one. That is. That one gives me the heebie-jeebies. Or the, uh, the one with the babysitter, where it's... Uh, where she's basically, like, amputated by the killer and the kids are scared because they can hear, like, a thumping. But it's just her. She was, like, trying to come and save them. But, like, her arms have been chopped off. God, it's awful. Ooh. How about you? I don't do it because I can't remember them off the top of my head. Maybe hook man. I'm not inviting you to a campfire, ever. I'll sing. Suck it, loser. You don't even know my song. Two humps. <laughs> Seems easy to, to me. The humps anyway. change in number. Oh, my God. Anyway, people were raised on the scary stories regarding Charlie No-Face, and they passed their tales on to their children and their grandchildren. So imagine people's surprise when they found out that Charlie is actually a real person named Raymond Robinson, and he's actually a really nice guy. Oh, Raymond. I'm really sorry about what I said about the glow stick. Wait, does he glow? No. Oh. Raymond was born on October 29th, 1910. And when he was nine years old, he was very badly injured. So he was walking with his sister and their friends when they saw a bird's nest on a bridge. Ray climbed a pole to get onto the bridge and reach for the bird's nest to get a closer look. Some sources say it was for a dare, but it doesn't. there's no confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. However, the bridge was for trams, and it had electrical lines of 1,200 volts and 22,000 volts. Oh, that's going to hurt. Another boy had died from this same simple mistake just a year earlier, but somehow Raymond survived, which amazed all of the medical staff. The pain was immense, immense, and he was severely electrocuted and injured, with all of his facial features gone or misshapen. He lost his eyes, nose, mouth, an ear, and a hand. Oh my god. I know. I can't imagine the trauma from that, especially as a kid. Like, God, that's awful. According to Trisha York, who's a documentarian who spent many years researching Ray, he was isolated to a room in his family home. His family sort of still, scared, uh, still cared for him, but it was common at the time to sort of hide people away who were a bit different looking. Yeah. Um, She's planning on turning his life into a film as well in the future. Oh. 
And it's really sad, but she reported that he had to stay separate in his own room with his own plumbing and that he would eat separately from the rest of the family. No. When he became an adult, they did make him a small apartment for him in in their garage. So he lived there. That's so sad. Trisha also says that the green man came from his infected nose because it was basically an open wound for his entire life. Jesus Christ. But she has no idea why he's called Charlie No-Face instead of like Raymond No-Face. I presume it's just because if kids can like pick that up easy and spread it to each other. Yeah, I feel like Charlie is an eternal name. It is. It will live forever. It's not like Engelbert. You know what I mean? Very specific example. I was just thinking, or it's like Gary. They're nearly all dead, right? Like the name not, is dying not, out. Not, not every Gary. Is She's dead. hunting everyone down called Gary. <laughs> is your name Gary? Pow. Give me your IP address. What I meant is the name is dying out, not. Every Gary is dying. Raymond was also always positive. He listened to every baseball game he could on the radio. He learned how to read Braille. And amazingly, he also learned how to make wallets, doormats, and belts out of leather and old tyres. Oh my god, what a resourceful guy. As he got older, sometimes he'd wear a prosthetic nose and dark sunglasses to hide his appearance. But he didn't let anything get in the way of him. He didn't really care for the attention that he would get from, like, frightened or shocked people in the streets. Mm. So he only went outside at night and just sort of, like, smoke a cigarette and wander around. People started noticing Raymond near the road at nighttime, and obviously they became quite shocked when they saw him. As you would. I feel like nighttime is the worst time to go out. I'm sorry, Raymond, but if people are afraid of you in the daylight, imagine you moonlit. It's not his fault, though. No, I know. He probably didn't think people would see him if he was out at night. That's unfortunate. But then people would see him at the side of the road and be like, oh my god, that man has no face. So teenagers started referring to him as Charlie No-Face, and the legend just sort of spread through the area. People who were drafted into the Vietnam War, who had photos with Raymond, because people would, you know, go up to him and be like, we should get a pic, because that's Charlie No-Face. They would show them to each other, and then the story sort of spread around the country and got really exaggerated. Well, I guess maybe that's why they called him Charlie No-Face. If the teens are the one that came up with that name, like they probably weren't going to be like, hi, mister, what's your name? Probably, right? Yeah, they were probably just like, got a freaky guy over there. It's Charlie No-Face. People started to go out of their way to look for him, partly because they wanted to meet him, but mostly just because of like a fun scare because they didn't think he was real. Kind of like your one, I guess, where you're just like, obviously I know it's the story, but... People are like, we should go and do that because it's scary. It's Halloween. Yeah. Um, except he's a real guy. So, At first, he would get out of sight when he heard cars coming. But soon, he sort of warmed to the locals because they brought him beer and cigarettes in exchange for photos with him and to have a chat. Oh, bless. It was one of his main, conne- main connections to the outside world. And he did this for a bunch of years. It wasn't always that nice, obviously. Many people were cruel and violent towards him because he was different. I won't go into detail about that because I don't think it's necessary, but... Also, I will cry on the podcast once again. He kept his head up, he continued on his nightly walks, but rumour has it he started to carry a pistol in his belt to uh, defend himself. Good for you, Raymond. Kick ass, Raymond. He was a really kind man, and apparently many people would like pick him up in the... Oh my god, I've just fucking butchered the whole sentence. They would just but... pick him up? <laughs> don't! <laughs> they would carry him away. Come on with me, buddy. What was the sentence supposed to be? He was a really kind man, and apparently many people would pick him up in their car and drive him around to talk to him about his life. So they would go on a little drive with him and ask him questions. A little road trip with Raymond. Yeah, and people were brought to tears by his story when he would tell them. 
they felt really ba- really bad because obviously as a kid they'd been like, ooh, scary Charlie No Face. Mm. And then they'd spoken to him and been like, I'm so sorry that I was frightened of you as a child. And he taught them the importance of looking past superficial um, judgments of people, making superficial judgments of people. Oh, bless. Oh, what a sweet guy. At least he wasn't an asshole. Yeah, he sounds really nice. He died in 1981. He will be remembered by many people for being a kind and genuine person, even if the scary urban legend will live on. People still put flowers on his grave. People still care for him. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that so much. It was a sweet story. It had a good ending. I like that he wasn't mad at people for having made that story up. He's just like, look, I know that I'm probably pretty scary to look at, but I'm a nice guy. Oh, I'm going to cry. That's so cute. But yeah, we're going to do the scare scale just because that's the brand, but I kind of figure what it's going to be. Well, I'm going to do the legend rather than Raymond, if that's okay. Sure, yeah. Because the legend is still pretty scary. I guess. I try not to do that, though, because when you look at it's social media without any context, you're going to be like, oh, kid's a dick because this poor man was scary as fuck. Well, I'm not. True fans. You got me. Okay. How scary? How scary is Charlie No Face? I feel like it's scary if you are not used to seeing very disfigured people. So I'm going to say a three. How dangerous. One. That man is not scary. I would vote zero if I could. Can I do half? Is that possible? How likely? Well, five. He was a man. <laughs> he was a man. Half. Half. Halfords. Ideas? Well, maybe the story continued as kind of like a warning to kids like for like a curfew, like don't go out late or it'll get you, you know? Uh-huh. Like a campfire story. Also, he was real, so it's probably where the story came from. Yeah. So. That- well, it is. People just saw him and was like, that's a freaky dude. I'm going to tell my friends that there's a scary guy on the side of the road at night with no face. Understandably. Yeah, I mean, I get it with kids and stuff. And obviously, if you're like someone's friend and they've told you that, you're going to blow it way out of proportion because you can't just be like, oh, that's someone with an injury. Well, also, if you're driving past quickly, I've seen some scary shit driving. Oh, you have? Yeah. Like what? Clowns. You've seen clowns? Yeah, back when the clown craze was happening. Oh my god, you saw those? I saw one, yeah, and it was not enjoyable for me. That's terrifying. Yeah. I f- almost forgot about that. That was the worst. Throw back to that. Yikes. Yeah, but, so I feel like if you're driving down the road and you think you see, like, a horribly disfigured person just having a smoke, you know what I mean? You're gonna be like, oh my god, guys, I nearly died tonight. Yeah, I get it. Well, I would be, because I'm a dramatic bitch. Truth. All right. You done? Yeah, that's all I have. That's a shame. I would have liked to know more about Raymond and his life. I'm sorry. I, I don't know much more about it, but the film will come out at some point. I think there's there's a Bunny Man film, definitely, but I think they're making another one this year, or have already made one this year. Oh, that's coincidental. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that. There's a trailer already, and apparently it's... It's like a slasher movie and it uses sort of tropes from other big horror movies. So That sounds like it could be really good. Yeah, so but we'll see. Get ready for Bunny Man coming 2021. 
Are you making the movie? Is that why you're promoting it like that? I sound like I'm sponsored, don't I? I promise you I'm not. If you enjoyed the podcast, go rate us on iTunes. If we were sponsored by the Bunny Man movie, we could move out. We could. (laughs) Please join our Patreon so that we don't have to live here anymore. No. No. Okay. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.